Episode 204 of the American Entrepreneur Podcast. New Heights. New Heights in athleticism. I'm sure you reach these points. Whether you're an athlete, a musician, a salesperson, an entrepreneur, a parent, a brother, a mom, a grandfather. Whatever it is that you do in your life, competitive or just things you can get better at. I'm sure you've reached a peak in your life. I'm sure you've reached peaks where you get to the top of the peak and you can hardly fathom where you would even go from there. I say this because I've taken the past few weeks to lightly cold call and to focus tuning in on sharpening everything I do in those cold calls. To turn around with a new approach and Now when I'm making these calls, I'm setting about a meeting every three hours. And so about every one in five owners that I get through, I set up for a meeting. The problem being, even though I close the meetings I have, The past four meetings have not closed. Meaning the meeting was set, it was a no-show. And if I'm setting a meeting every three hours, you know, the workday will say, the workday in full will be from 12 to 8, but mixing the other things I'm doing right now, I can only do, or I'm only doing, I can always do more. But I'm only doing three hours a day and then hopping back to strategy, listening to cold calls, responding to other meetings, or having to hop in other meetings. And so this is one of those places where I, I thought that I reached a height. Like everything's perfect now, we reached a new height. When truth be told... Truth be told, there's much more that I can do. My goal is to set five meetings a day. At the least. So, you know, about six hours. That'd be about a meeting set every 30 minutes. Around that, right? That's about a meeting set every 30 minutes um, for three hours, for three hours of calls. I need to have a meeting set about every 30 minutes, which would lead to six, but it could be more, okay? And then the goal is to get to 10, and then the goal is to get to uh, 35 meetings that I have, having 35 meetings a day.
which is basically fucking sounds impossible. Um, but it's the numbers is the goal, right? So now I'm to the point where, you know, and a half of a normal work day, about three hours, I'm positive that I can come in and set a meeting. But that is not the height that I'm reaching for. I'm not reaching for two fucking meetings a day with owners. That's not good. Mm. I work towards it. I can talk the talk, whatever. Now the question from here is how much better I can do. And so the next goal is a meeting per hour. That's the next goal. A meeting per hour. And that's what we're shooting for. And so I feel like I've maxed out on everything I could say, everything I could learn, every little piece and small bit of the process I could possibly do. I feel as to its max. The only thing I can do from here is is practice, man. I can't help but think the fact that I close all my meetings, but getting the meeting that I set to, to not be a no-show is difficult. Maybe I'm too heavy on the closing. Maybe I close too heavy, right? Maybe I close too heavy, and, and so I'm selling them on the second meeting too hard. Who knows? Maybe that's what it is. That's a problem we will find the answer to, no matter what it takes. And we will find the accurate, non-debatable, non-dismissible, most impactful solution to that problem, no matter what the fuck it takes. Rather be our data, somebody else's data, our confirmation, proof of somebody else's concept, whatever it takes. And so you'll reach these heights in business and sales and entrepreneurship. You'll reach these heights. When you get to them, it's going to feel like you're already maxed out. You're, you're already 100% in. And that's when you have to ask yourself, what would 100% more look like? That's it. That's, that's literally, that's really all you can do is ask yourself. Well, then what would 100% more look like? And that's a better question. So now from here, the goal is, for me, I think one of the biggest things is just going to be tone, using the same tone for too long a period of time. So switching up tone. Um, And this is just so when you guys know, when you get to a certain point of selling, remember I'm calling business owners to their business, cold call, asking to get through to the owner, yada, yada, yada. And so if you want to get to this point and not be in the dark of what a person like me actually works on every day, Here's the top four things for me right now. Okay. Here you go. One, don't sell the solution. 
sell their problem or that's going to create resistance. I had several times in the call when somebody said, well, what is it you guys do? Or, oh, so you can do that or not? And I'm just like, yeah, we can do that. The main thing is you'd have to have this set up. You'd have to have this set up. Yeah, we have that set up. Okay, so that's not a problem. That's cool. Um, yeah. So then two, we're going into uh, situation questions. Whenever somebody feels rushed or whenever I'm rushing them, I need to slow down and say some situation questions. Well, what else do you guys work on? What else is it that you guys do? What else are your goals? Situation questions create compliance. You're hearing the other person out. So that creates reciprocity. It also shows that you're a professional because you can understand their situation. So that's the situation question. Three, uh, using a confused intro in particular, asking if someone can help me out. Getting their guard down from the beginning. So when I called, I used this tone. Hey, it's just Angelo. I was seeing, no, see even that. I was even worse earlier, but just, hey, this is Angelo. I was seeing if you could help me out with something. Yeah, what is it? The guard's down. I was just seeing how I would get in touch with the owner. And so soften, instead of just calling and saying, hey, how, how would I get in touch with the owner? Try like, who, uh, you got to soften that up first. So softening it up, using like a confused intro, like a really good pattern interrupt. That's the th- third thing. The fourth thing is just looping. When I get to the end, okay, so that makes sense. Let me ask you something. Does the idea make sense to you? Do you like the idea? And looping at the end of the call. I'm saying, yeah, I like the idea. It makes sense. Yada, yada, yada. And usually I'm doing a step down sale when after I loop. A loop is when you get an objection and then you basically handle the objection. Um, I got to think about it. Okay, you got to think about it. That makes sense. Let me ask you a question. Does the idea make sense to you? Do you like the idea? Yeah, it makes sense to me. You're increasing their certainty. Sales is just a game of increasing somebody to absolute certainty and then making them use that certainty to push through whatever it takes to get signed up for your solution to end their bigger problems. That's it. Okay. Um, looping. And then five, just be a monotone. I just, I speak really monotone. That's just how I speak. That's how I've always spoke. Um, a lot of my thoughts are in my head. So, you know, making them come out in tone. Some I got to work on. So those are things I have to drill consistently. Everything else, you know, my what questions, labeling what people say, active listening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one thing I will say, if you guys have ever heard, ever heard other salespeople, one thing that people are continuously doing that's pissing me off is if I sit there in silence and I listen to them, if it's a salesperson, they try to convince me. And they just fucking talk too much, dude. Like a lot of you salespeople, um, let me just tell you, verified from the other side. 
a lot of you guys just fucking talk too much, bro. Like, and I know you may not mean to do it, um, but there's, let me tell you how it feels though. Beyond facts. Let me tell you how it feels. It feels like you really don't give a fuck about me or my opinion in my own life and my own choices that you're attempting to get me to make. It's like, I should never feel like I'm being quiet so that you can talk and interrupt me. And I can't tell you the amount of salespeople who try to sell me stuff where I go to say something and they just interrupt and they keep talking. Or I feel like unless they understand the way I see my situation, that they are not qualified to say anything. And so there's been several times when I'm explaining and the salesperson makes it feel like makes it feel like they're annoyed that they have to listen to everything that I'm saying, which makes no fucking sense. I'm not going to sign up for anything that you're doing. You guys aren't either. None of you guys, me included, are going to sign up for some shit from somebody who's averse to listening to our situation to begin with. And so I'm not disarmed enough because the whole time the salesperson trying to close me in my head, I'm like, this motherfucker didn't even listen to me. And then, and then their response would be like, what do you mean I didn't listen to you? Instead of saying, if you feel that way, then it sounds like I need to understand the situation correctly or else I wouldn't be able to help you anyways, right? So there's that. Like, <clears throat> I heard this Chris Voss quote. He said, when you feel like the other person doesn't sign up, they're just not ready to hear the truth. You guys need marketing, right? The person you're selling to, they're just not willing to listen to the truth. That's how they feel when you don't listen to them. They feel like you're just not willing to hear the truth. And so that's how I feel when I do meetings and the salesperson is just like trying to rush past what I'm saying as if like, no, 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 bro. What you're saying is irrelevant. It doesn't affect the sale. You aren't willing to face the fucking truth. If you don't think that what I've been through as a salesperson isn't going to affect what we came here today to talk about for sales training. I had a sales trainer of a company basically cut me off, not listen to my situation and then basically argue with me at the end of sale i'm not sure if it was a tactic i could be wrong but and so what i got going for me is i understand that people need to be heard and until they feel heard they're gonna be like fuck you i don't care what you have to say and so i need to implement that more by asking more situation questions Um, You guys can call it qualifying questions if you want to call it that. I need to qualify them more. Not because they're unqualified and I'm accidentally letting through unqualified people or some shit. But because the customer doesn't feel that I have put in, in the time to truly understand their situation. And they think I don't really give a shit about their situation. Just sign up. Just sign up. What the hell, guys? How does this not make sense? Just sign up. And they're looking at the situation like, dude, you don't even understand us at all. 
Why the fuck would I sign? You don't even know what we're doing. Why would we sign up for anything that you're doing? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And so I'm working on creating more compliance through situation slash qualifying questions, whatever you want to call them. I'm working on showing the customer in the initial stages of our introduction that I'm here to hear out their situation, not sign them up for fucking marketing. And I thought I had reached that for the most part. Um, I do ask deeper questions. Had a roof, uh, the roofing meeting I set up today. I said, is there anything about the business that I might need to know that I don't know yet before our meeting? And he said, good question. He said, I mean, like what? And I said, well, most roofing companies, they get deals through insurance companies. And what I mean by that is you do the roof, but you get the customer to get it through insurance. And he said, no, we don't do that. That's a really good question. He broke that down. Had I not have asked that, he would have thought, well, this dude doesn't know the industry anyways, and he doesn't care about my situation or really understand me anyways. And so now I know, so you guys don't do just strictly insurance that's straight to the company. He said, yeah. Okay, cool. So that's a a different configuration. Cool. Is there anything else like that? That comes to the industry that you feel is unique for your, right? And so what I'm doing is I'm offering understanding. My questions are continuously showing him, now I care about understanding your situation. And it's framing me as a professional. Because in order to understand, you have to have the education to understand in the first place. So the questions fucking matter. Um, yeah, I need to do more qualifying questions. I need to do more situation questions. There's you know, better ways that I could get somebody's guard down that I may or may not already be aware of. And every time you reach a plateau in business, in sales and entrepreneurship and any form of athleticism. Now you got to get to the next great height. And so now the question is, how do I execute better showing these people that I'm not just there to sign them up? Do I think we could help pretty much anybody? Yes. However, you feel like you can just help anybody because you've heard the call over and over, they're going to feel like you are commoditizing them. You don't see them as human beings. You don't really understand or care to understand them, their situation. You're just a fucking machine walking around, taking people's money for problems you 
know you can solve and aren't even willing to listen to them when it comes to their situation. Come off as a douchebag who wants their money. And so I'm creating adversarialness by not qualifying enough. By not putting in that time. Right? They have to feel that you understand their situation. And so that's why you say, hey, I don't know if we could help you out. I'd have to know more about your guy's situation. That's reasonable. Okay, so he's got to know more about us. He's not just, right? Yeah, I'd have to know more about your particular situation. And so that creates the air that I really do care about. Okay, what is it? Who are you guys working with right now for this? Do you guys do the insurance claims, right? And the more questions that I ask that are industry specific, the more that it seems that I am a professional who does know what I'm doing and talk about talking about. So I'm framing myself. And B, that I'm offering understanding. And nobody's against some understanding. So I need to work on that. I need to stop jumping to conclusions. Hey, your guy's stuff's broken. I know we could help you. No, you don't. I didn't know that that guy and his roofing company didn't do insurance for their company. You would have never known something like that unless you asked him industry-specific questions. And so those industry-specific questions really show that you're a professional. They showcase your expertise in more ways than one. And it creates compliance and you're a professional who has an ear to lend people where you actually know what you're talking about. Even making this podcast, my brain is noticing more and more how important it is for me to create compliance. And so you will reach new plateaus in business. You will reach new heights in business. You will get all the way to the tippy top of where you think you could even go. And then you'll realize you're one one hundredth to the next mountaintop. And I don't know if I'm ever going to get to the end of them, but it's right now it's fun climbing them. Having a good time. It's fun. So for those of you who hit plateaus, just remember there's another person out there hitting and raising their standards for their own plateaus. So good luck. Go close some deals.